A quick disclaimer. The thoughts and opinions expressed on the Doored Up podcast are strictly those of the hosts and guests of the show. and do not reflect official policies or viewpoints of any law enforcement, government, or public service entity. Nor is the Doored Up podcast officially affiliated with said agencies. The Doored Up podcast contains mostly true stories told by the law enforcement officers, firefighters, emergency medical services personnel, military veterans, and first responders who lived through them. Some names and details may have been changed to protect the anonymity of persons involved. Realize that some listeners may be familiar with these stories, and we would encourage them to refrain from commenting with any clarifying details that might violate that anonymity. Listener discretion is advised. Greetings, 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 and salutations. It's me, your host, Drew, coming back for another episode of The Doored Up Podcast. I really do appreciate everybody for joining me. If you're a subscriber, I greatly appreciate everything you do for me. Spread the word. Today, I have a super special gift for everybody uh, that's going to carry on here for a little bit because... Uh, this turned out to be such a good time that we just didn't want to shut up. And we kept talking and kept talking and kept talking. And it wound up being somewhere around three hours worth of uh, just conversation between me and my friends. So I'm going to break this up into a couple different episodes. So intro is going to be a little bit different. You guys are going to get the disclaimer and stuff like you usually do right uh, when we come in just kind of cold. Uh, I just started the recording on this and uh, we just kind of launched into the conversation as we had been catching up, me amongst my friends, uh, I was lucky enough today to be joined by several of my good friends from my old Army National Guard unit that deployed with me to Iraq in 2004 into 2005. And those guys were gracious enough. And I'm lucky enough, I truly, really am unbelievably lucky to have these guys close in the same town that I live in. And we literally pulled this episode out of our ass. Uh, in a matter of hours, uh, just texting back and forth and linking up and make sure that everybody's schedules lined up. And they came over and we did an episode with a bunch of my buddies from my guard unit. So I'm going to break that up into two different episodes. So you catch a little intro from me in person uh, before each episode. And then I'm just going to launch you guys into the combo and you can kind of join in as we go. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy this. It's probably one of the best times I've had with my friends. Uh, like I've I've said before, it's unfortunate that a lot of times we we still keep in touch on social media. A lot of us check up on each other when we got stuff going on in our lives. But a lot of times we don't get to meet up in person and tell these stories like this unless it's in the unfortunate circumstance of someone's untimely death, which unfortunately has happened numerous times with guys from our unit. So you guys get to come ride along for this one, and uh, I really hope you guys enjoy it. So I'm going to shut up and uh, just lead us into the convo so thanks for coming should have been like a 10 11 o'clock at night conversation yeah <laughs> right. who knows s- it may end up happening one we're of gonna these sleep days here well and i'd like to do a few more of these like yeah. i think we're we're pretty fucking lucky to have each other you know a group of guys that there's a lot of active duty guys you don't get that you know you're not lucky enough to have a a group of your dudes that you served with in close proximity that you can run into at the grocery Everybody store else is doing it <laughs> yeah, 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 and I'll that's just one. it. I mean, you know, running into and every once in a while you run into an oddball. Like, I went and bought a truck down in okay last year, 
And I go to the bank to Sean get my Coast. title done. And Coast was the guy who did my title. Oh, no really? shit. I'm like, holy shit. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, I was buying a truck. I didn't expect to run into you. And then I ran into your doppelganger down there last weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I was literally, so I was a little <clears throat> bit tipsy. And I'm coming out of the bar. And this guy's sitting on the patio. And I was just like, God, that looks a lot like. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. I didn't know he moved down here. Right. And so I start wandering over there like. And I was getting ready to like yell at him, you know, like Sean, I give him a big hug or something. And, and then I was like, oh, I don't fucking know you. Let's <laughs> go to the car, you know. Sorry, you totally look like somebody I thought. Yeah. It's, it's like <laughs> I ran to him and he was at the academy teaching class. I got a message through like three different dudes with right. the troopers. Like, hey, Eric says fuck you. And I'm like, oh, man, how's that guy doing? I guess he's a captain now. He, he yeah. Yes, he's working. So he, he's a lieutenant, but he's in. He's got oh, the job. So he's, he's waiting for the yeah, guy to retire. Transitioning up to captain. Yeah, because he's in Sheridan. So Bill, Bill was like, hey, uh, Eric says, hey. Yeah, because oh, okay. he, he's he's up there in now. Oh, he is he really? Up there. <clears throat> oh, he must have taken Josh's spot when he retired then. Probably. I think so. He just, he moved up there because they were tired of Oh, yeah. Dealing with all the so bullshit. No, but come down, I was like, holy shit. Like, I hadn't seen him forever because last time yeah. I seen him, he was yeah, he took a lieutenant job up there forever ago, but no, he's doing good stuff. Yeah, and I, I'm trying to think of, like, any oddballs that I've run into, but it's the same way. Yeah, yeah. when you do run into him, like, holy shit, man, I haven't seen you in 15 years. You well, know? It's, it's weird. Like, I ran into Tony that oh, yeah. at Smith's one day, and he's yeah. got, like, this giant Santa beard. Really? <laughs> and, like, I didn't, I was standing in line right behind him and had no idea. Didn't right? recognize him. Until he spoke, right? <laughs> yeah. And he has that. That definite yeah. Uh, yeah. stutter, you know. So I was just, uh, and I was like, <laughs> Tony. So I was all stoked. First you know? sergeant. I like him. Yeah. But last time I saw him, he was still working. Yeah. That's how long ago that's been. Yeah, it's been. Man. Yeah, last time I saw him, I saw his face. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really how that worked. Yeah. Looks like he's about ready to storm the hell at Ruby Ridge now. <laughs> it's funny how all these. Straight laced dudes retired and I'm like fuck it. Thank yeah, yeah, shit. they all look like they were in Carentan for five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, just to do some quick intros, I got Johnny. You can say hey, hi, <laughs> so that people 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 can associate a voice to your to your name. Uh, Johnny's been mentioned on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go back many many years. Uh, you also were prior law enforcement with my agency. You were like the guy that. Talked me into coming to work there. I know. I'm sorry. And then you fucking left. <laughs> Private sector civilian doing shit now. Yeah. And then we have Blair. Nice to meet you. Yeah. And Jason. <laughs> How's it going? Who we've also, I've also talked at length about Jason numerous times on the podcast. Uh, he works in the same agency as me now. Um, currently going through Peace Officer Basic Academy from transitioning from detention to. Almost done. To patrol. And then we have Sean. <clears throat> Howdy. Who was also my cousin. Yes. Yes. Which what? Small world. See, I didn't yeah. even know that. So know we that. didn't we also what? didn't know for most of that first deployment, yeah. if I remember right. And then was talking to my mom on the phone and she's like, Is there a guy there named Sean? It's like, Yeah, I think he's in fourth platoon. Yep. She's like, Yeah, he's your cousin. I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, no shit. I'm like, oh, okay. But it's distant. It's yeah. like still third cousins once removed type of thing. But still. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It's the state where we come from. It's not uncommon to have cousins that you've never met, yeah. you know, that are still close to you and tied in at the same way. But got all these guys here to jump in, literally out, out of our ass, 
in the last like 12 hours. That's all right. Uh, to put this together. Shannon was supposed to be here, but he's on a call. He got called out for a case and so he couldn't make it today. But we're here to talk about our first first deployment in 0405 with our National Guard unit. So just going to jump into it and bullshit and let it kind of happen. To I'll, this bet, day, I'll bet Shannon still was just hungover. Yeah. I, I, I think the whole call thing. He doesn't drink. Yeah, he doesn't drink. No. Yeah. It screws with him. That's what you think. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> uh, like he gets physically ill. Yeah, he's, he's like yeah. allergic to it. Yeah, we had a guy in my, my active unit that was like that. He was allergic to alcohol. Yeah. We found that out the hard way. <laughs> yep. Ooh. That's how it always goes. I can't imagine that there's any other way you would find out that you're allergic to alcohol. <laughs> right, right. It usually comes down to trial and error. Yeah, like Adam. Yeah. He's the same way. He's like, I can't drink. He's like, man, I can't imagine living that life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like being a vegan. Uh, Just couldn't uh, do it. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. So I do appreciate you guys coming. This, yeah. like, this is going to be a good one. Yeah, it's I great think. having you. Yeah. You guys all listen to the show. You know what it is to a certain degree, but this is the first time that I've sat down with, specifically with combat veterans, to talk about just tell war stories and bullshit and try to have some fun. And Hopefully it doesn't get too heavy, but if ah, it does, okay. if it does, it does. We'll bring it back. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, though, I, that first deployment is still probably the best deployment. Out of all of them. Yeah. It's crazy. So you've done three. Yes. Yeah. So you just got home. Almost a year ago. Well, yeah, I left so almost a year ago. Yeah. It's so. early April right now, 2021, yeah. and you got home in May? I think so. Of 2020? I think so. No, it was right during first part of COVID. So it would have been. It was like March or April. Yeah. It was April. Yeah. It was April. Yeah. It was definitely <clears throat> early. We were in I Texas in March. Yeah. So it would have yeah. been April time. Yeah. High beginning of April. So you've done three with the same unit. Yeah. Like, so sorry. sad part is, is I get pulled aside, you know, because that's what they do. They're like, hey, just so you know, you and are the only two that's ever stayed in field <laughs> artillery, like your whole career. I'm like, oh, that makes me feel awesome. Right. <laughs> yeah. The Like after that first deployment, the attrition rate in our high. unit. But like I've talked about it on previous episodes. That's the first time our unit had deployed since Korea. Mm-hmm. And like in a major quote, you can't see my air quotes, wartime. <laughs> So it was huge. It was monumental for unit history and everything else. And it was a huge deal that we were under a lot of pressure mm-hmm. and just the command climate and everything else. Like that's a whole nother episode, but the attrition rate of dudes that were like, fuck this unit. I'm yeah. out. Well, then the sad part, you're in the same boat. I was. So when I got in, so you got in before I did. Yeah. I joined in, uh, well, what day is today? Oh shit. I missed it. So, yeah. uh, it's <laughs> April 10th right now, but April 3rd was but my year. 2000. Three. Yeah. So I, and that's why I went to base. I got in in two. Okay. But the sad part is like, so as I'm getting in, they're like, oh yeah, we, we haven't been deployed for 45 years. We do stateside stuff. We do floods. We do, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'm 19. I'm like, I don't want to go to war. I'll, I'll do this cool stuff. And then yep. one weekend a month, two yeah. weeks a year, go, shit. go to basic, <laughs> go to AIT, come back in November, December, I get a phone call. It's like, you know, this is on a Sunday. Right. I remember, I will remember that for the rest of my life. My phone rings and yeah, mine is the says, same way. Wyoming National Guard. I'm like, why the hell are they calling me on a Sunday? I'm like, was I supposed to get drilled this weekend? It was <laughs> yeah. huh? Yep. So I call him. Yep. Shut the fuck up and listen to what I have to well, say. Well, it was. You've it was like, selected. Oh, yep. this, is, this is Sergeant Dixon, Wyoming National Guard. He's like, shut up and let me finish. Don't talk. Like, yep. okay. And he does that spiel. Like, he you've been selected like, for a deployment. This is your warning order. Get your order. finances ready. Get this ready. Make sure you have this to go. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he just hangs up. I remember sitting at uh, my buddy's house. And I call Jones. Sergeant mm-hmm. Jones. I call him. He goes, I tell him the spiel. He goes, ah, don't worry about that. I think it's just a training. Cool. 
two hours go by. He calls me back. He goes, remember that thing I told you not to worry about? He goes, you might want to worry yeah. about that. I'm like, what are you talking? He goes, yeah, we're going. I'm like, going where? Like, to war. I'm like, yep. what? Yep. <laughs> like, so what happened to those 45 years stand that <laughs> yep. nothing happened? Well, I talked about it on a previous episode that I did, just a solo episode, just talking about shit. And uh, I walked in the door, like, because it took me, I rode home, like, my dad came down and picked me up from graduation from AIT. Okay. And then drove me home, and he was living in Colorado at the time. So I stayed there for a few days, and then I rode home with my brother all the way home. Show up at home. I've been gone for four months in my class right. A's. You know, my mom's like crying. I'm so proud of you. Oh, by the way, you got a phone call. Like, literally walked in the door from AIT, and like, you got a phone call from your unit. It was Sergeant So-and-so. And it sounded kind of urgent. Like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm getting deployed. She's like, yeah. what do you mean? I'm like, there's no reason why he would be at the armory on a Sunday on a non-drill weekend right. making these phone calls at 530 at night, you know? Right. But the sad part is, is when we were getting briefs throughout that year, it was like, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And everybody was like, well, when we leave, we're like, oh, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, I remember the CO. Okay. Like, we were all mm-hmm. out cleaning a fucking tent or something, or patching camo nets. I think it was me, you... Um, Jason was there, Ben was there, Craig was there, like all of us guys that were all right. that same age, you know, like 18, 19, 20 years old, bunch yeah. of fucking punks sitting out there. And the captain came out and he was like brand new to the unit. Yeah, yeah And he yeah. was like, hope you gents are ready. It's not a matter if it's a matter of when. And we're all like, whatever, man, yeah, no, I'm right. just in this for the college money. You're like, fuck <laughs> off. Uh, so yeah. you guys have a totally different perspective on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bet. Yeah. Well, you had already I, been. I came from active duty. Yeah. I'd already yeah. spent like ten years in active duty, mm-hmm. and I did the whole nine eleven thing because I was stationed in Fort Drum in New York. Yeah, and so I had that whole complicated thing going on. And then I came to the unit, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to come back to because uh, the New York units were kind of sporadically deploying." Sure. And I wasn't positive on um, if I wanted to stick around, and I knew I needed to get home because I kind of had a rocky relationship mm. there that sure. caused me to leave. So anyway, I. Uh, I, I did my transfer and came here, and I was here, like, what, three months, maybe? Yeah. And so, like, I'm the old guy. I come into the unit from active duty, and uh, the commander calls me and says, uh, you know, do you have any reason not to deploy? And I said, I, got, <laughs> I, 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 I said, uh, I, I got a crap load of excuses not to deploy, right. but I don't really have a reason, you know? Right. And so that started that whole thing. And then when you talked about the attrition of it, like a lot of the guys who left were guys like me. Yeah. yeah. They came from active duty. They deployed with this unit and they were like, never. Again. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, it's like my seriously, my, my greatest regret in my career is that I didn't deploy with my active unit. Yep. If I'd have deployed with the 10th mountain division, I would have probably stayed in long enough to retire. Yeah. But believe it or not, this this unit, based on what you were talking about earlier with some command issues, yeah, um, was the sole reason I decided to just say screw it when right. I was that close. So by that time, I was 13 years, yeah, yeah. 14 here. years. Like, I'm right, I'm, I'm right there. Sure. And I was like, screw it. I don't want it. Yeah. And I attribute a lot of that to, like, <clears throat> just general inexperience, like unit-wide. <laughs> unit because mm-hmm. all the way up to, you know, command level, the tippy top, like mm-hmm. those were guys that were getting moved up. Like as soon as it comes down that they're going to get deployed, they, they did this big shell game mm-hmm. and they consolidated the unit. Basically you had a forward unit and then you had the rear debt with the guys that stayed home and, you know, mopped the floor at the fucking armory for a year while we were all gone. Like the guys that the 
broke dicks and the assholes that had some excuse of why they couldn't go. Yeah. Um, and it just, I don't think in certain spots, the right people were in the right places. Yeah. I agree but with that. That's, yes. Some of them at, at the end of the day, <laughs> there's like, some great guys though. Don't get me wrong. No, right. no. And yeah. I'm not saying that any of them were bad guys either. Like, uh, I, I think what really soured me initially is like when we got to Dick's and they just started doing the, all this promotion. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Like they were taking guys who were a year out of AIT and they're like, okay, you're an E5. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, yeah. I've been to Bosnia. Right. <laughs> like I've, I've done all this, like I'm teaching your landmine course. Mm-hmm. And so I had, and I don't know if you guys know this, but we had a closed door session with the commander and the state general and the state sergeant major and myself. And we sat down and the, the state general at the time had said that they wanted to get my E5 pinned on me before we left yeah. Fort Dix. But when we returned to Fort Dix, I still didn't have E5 on my chest. Sure. And so I was really sour about it. So when they then they pulled us aside in Kuwait and they're like, hey, do you want to re-enlist? And I was like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> I was like, are you seriously coming at me right now? Yeah. I, I got in a pretty heated argument with um, him and the first sergeant at the time. That's why I'm surprised Tony uh, will even smile at me. Yeah. But uh, so, you know, it was a complicated thing and, and a lot of it was because they were just trying to fill holes. Sure. Right? Like we needed a command structure yep. that we didn't have because we were a guard unit. And we don't have that command structure, right. right? Well, they were repurposing us from an artillery unit to MP. MP, yeah. MPs, which is infantry structure. You know, we got squads down to team level. Right. And we just didn't have that. So there was a lot of that, like, oh, fuck, well, we need, like, X many E5s. Like, how many guys are right, technically but, but, E4? But how they, how they chose to do that right. was the issue, right? Like, yep. they're like... You know, you're an all right guy. We're gonna yeah. go ahead and make you an E five. And then and then the problem is is that when they found out they weren't effective leaders, right? Like when they found out that uh these guys couldn't lead their teams yeah. properly, they didn't demote them they just and put, put them back to their else. original rank. They promoted somebody else. Yeah. And then you had two E fives in in your structure and you're like, Well, who's really in charge? Sure. Well you remember my gunner? First, oh yeah. Well, I mean, my <laughs> third gun, I guess. I guess the people. But well. we had a sergeant major coat in my truck. He's an E five. I'm an E three, and I'm driving. And he's like, "That's weird." Well, then he talked to him, and he's like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I can't. I it. completely right. get it." I but get but it. It, like you're saying though, it's like he he was a gunner. He should have been the driver. You're second in charge. So right. you have an E three who's second in charge of the truck over an E five, which I never understood because. It makes more sense to have the the second person with the most ex, like second most mm-hmm. experience as the gunner because you're the one making those lethal force decisions, right. you know. Oh, yeah. Those decisions about whether you're going to light somebody up. But like, like I said, a school I think, bus full of kids. I think again, a lot of our problem. Yeah, I yeah. think a lot of our problem is you got to think nobody in our union has been deployed. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Well, we there, were, well, there was a few guys like well, Blair. Was, that, yeah. You know, but was, no, I meant like leadership. We're talking like captains, oh, yeah. no. majors. Oh no. Yeah, no. No. The command level had never no. seen anything outside of a flood. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> yeah. not not like in just the battery. I'm talking like statewide. These guys oh, are, all the way all the way up to. Yeah. These guys are telling us where to go, how to do it. Yeah. We had guys in our unit that were prior service that we would listen to. Yeah. But when it came to higher ups, they're like, we like. The weapon stuff. They didn't know who got what. They didn't know who went where. They didn't know how so, to get vehicles. They, so uh, just with the, us, the logistics stuff. was was horrible. Oh, yeah. too. Was so, yes. but 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 really, what it boils down to is like all the guys who had the real, real world experience s- experience were really old guys. They were Vietnam guys. Yeah, like, which is unheard of. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, we had we had <laughs> yeah. we you're had. not in an active duty unit. 
no. in a, a wartime situation. Like I, I think it pretty much any time since Vietnam, mm-hmm. right? So anytime prior to that, you would have probably been, you would have had some other veterans in the ranks that yep. had already done something, you know, Korea or whatever. After that, we got a huge stretch yep. where there's nothing, right? The, only, like, the, the rarity of a combat patch in active duty. Yeah. Like when you see someone with a combat patch, that's instantly in the clicks in, in your head. And you're like, that guy's for real. So like right. in the late nineties, right. In the early two thousands, even the truth, especially in the early two thousands, you know, before nine 11, like seeing somebody with a combat patch was so rare yeah. and they were almost <coughs> always a Sergeant major oh, yeah. or they were a colonel or higher. Yeah. Right? Like or because they were the only ones a, who were old enough to have one. Sunquist was the first person. I'm like, what is like, why do you have a patch on yeah, your and he wore the he wore the first part of yeah. 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 the Marine one. That's what I'm saying. Because yeah, I was talking to him. He's like, yeah. oh, it's because I, I was went over to see. I was like, oh, because ours always slick. You had yeah. nothing on that side. I was yeah. like, what do you like? Why do you? Well, get it, it threw people off, too, because uh, a couple of those guys were Marines. So they're like, what is that? You're right. So yeah. they're wearing their like, Marine. Why are you wearing a Guadalcanal first Marine division <laughs> patch on your army uniform? Yes. And he's like, because I fucking earned it. So. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And they so those all three of those shit for that, too. They gave him a lot of shit for wearing that. And he's like, fuck you. Take right. it off my shoulder. Yep. I yeah. remember him saying, take yeah. it off me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so I those three guy. guys. He's one of my favorite guys ever. Those He's three still guys. Around. He's up in. Uh, Is he really? Yeah. Yeah. Two yeah. years ago, I did the run because my wife's from there, and I'm running. You know, it's a one mile run downhill. Right. So it's oh, like, it's an old guy run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's totally great. It's like so, take trail. So I'm like running with my kids and everything, and I look over and there's SunQuest. I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> so man, I got done with that run and I double back and ran back up the street. I'm like SunQuest. He's like, what's going on? Yeah. 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 It's like running into Swan every once in a while, you know, you like run into him and he, you got to give it to the guy, man. He was a steel trap. I mean, he remembered everybody, him and Sunquist, these older guys, they, you wouldn't think they could do that, but uh, that solidified for them really well. I can't remember people's names. Yeah. But they would go, those three guys would go out and they'd sit on the porch and smoke pipes and cigars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the building that we were in once we got moved into the. And talk about their actual combat stuff. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And so I'd go out, you know, like I'm. 20, 21 year old pup out there smoking cigarettes, and I'd go hang out and just listen to him talk. And I remember Swan and Yaki one day, they were sitting there, Yaki. and they were like, You know, the military sent me to some pretty shitty places, like, but this sucks, probably the worst. <laughs> and it was like worse than Nom. And I'm like, Yeah, you know, like we had, like, we do whatever the fuck we want, Nom. Oh, like, that's true. You yeah. know, yeah. things yeah, are completely totally different. different. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, just like living, you know, hmm. they had fucking beer and. Oh, yeah. they, could, they could get anything they wanted. You mean yeah. they didn't have to carry a rifle and wear body armor <laughs> yeah. to go to the fucking gym at 2 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> they yeah. didn't have, on base. They, they didn't have to hide booze in a tea Nike bottle. <laughs> on it? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. But going back to the logistics shit, I remember I got assigned. I wanted to go to a line platoon so bad. Like, <clears> be in the squad. Because like, I got sent to 2nd platoon which was all the guys from Bravo mm-hmm. that I didn't know. Like, there was a few guys here and there that I had met um, that were younger dudes, you know. But for the most part, I got teamed up with 2nd Platoon, and I didn't know any of those guys, and I was fucking miffed. I was like, I want to be with my Charlie Battery guys because that's those are my homies. Yeah. So I got sent over to 2nd Platoon, and they're like, oh, by the way, you're the lieutenant's driver, the platoon leader's driver. I remember driver. that, yeah. And was I was that, like... Was that... Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Sleepy. <laughs> And I was like, well, was the only dude that went to deployment didn't even show up. <laughs> Cause he was too busy sunbathing. I was like, well, this fucking sucks. So yeah, I was a E two. I just got, when we got to Fort Dix, I got pinned E two. 
or maybe it was before we left. I think it was I right think before we left. We were, me and you were right on the same mm-hmm. track. Because um, we got pinned before we got in the plane, and then we got pinned again. Yeah, a couple weeks later, yeah. they gave us our E3, and they pushed a lot of that paper through. Just oh, yeah. they were like, I was going to say, I, did, I wasn't any part I of was that. in E3 yeah. for like eight weeks. Yeah. yeah. It was quick. Yeah. It was, everything was just... I was... So, yeah. And they're like, okay, once we started doing training out in the field, they're like, go to... You know, he gives... You had you have your weapons card to go oh, to the armory and draw your yeah, fucking dude. weapons out. And you stand there for... Four fun. weapons I draws at five thirty, and we wouldn't fucking walk out with guns until fucking nine. Oh man! And uh, I had my M nine. Uh, I had to draw all his weapons for him right. too. So I'd go down there and get my M nine. I'd get his M nine. I'd get my M sixteen and my saw and my spare barrel. So I'm like fucking tackleberry carrying all this <laughs> shit back to the fucking barracks from the armory every day I forgot because like, you give him shit about that uh, yeah. he's all coming out we're like yes yeah, fuck you. with me I'm like god I'm like and I'd see so there's like obviously four or five other lieutenants you know getting their stuff <laughs> no and they're not drawing shit like they're fucking lieutenants down there drawing their fucking weapons like they're supposed to be and I'm right. like where is this motherfucker hey. like I obviously can't call him on it and be like hey dude dude not to one up you on that but at least you had a fucking lieutenant <laughs> that's true Jesus. You guys had a captain for we a platoon leader. We had a captain leader. for a platoon leader, and Jesus. Fuck <laughs> I, me. I feel that I've stowed, like, just my presence with him for the oh, rest of his life. God, That's, for I, years. For fucking years. That guy, like, when, you had a target. When he has an aneurysm, it's going to have your <laughs> name on it. I want to say that maybe his drinking comes from me. And I'm, I'm okay I think that. a lot of the problems that he has comes from you. Well, but the I sad part is, like, the fuck like, out of my tent, sir. Like, everyone else is like, I'm getting out. Like, when I get home, I'm done. Yeah, and he Cause knew I got, he Because was... I got specialist over there, but I was like, I don't care. Yeah. You know, because because of that deployment, I'm like, I'm out. So oh, I, yeah, man. We were in full-on shitbag oh, yeah. mode at the end of that oh, deployment, yeah. me and you well, specifically. So, so speaking of rank, so I had the party boy, first sergeant, <laughs> just to get my specialist. <laughs> Drew remembers that. Because Drew was like... I remember that. Drew's like, I bet you won't do it. I'm like, okay. Oh, there was a lot of that, like, <laughs> we're going to... See if he'll do it just to see if he's dumb enough to actually so, do it. He would. Because you remember the jackass, right? Right. And he's right. like, do you, yeah. you hear that? And he pulls all his clothes off. Yeah. So Drew's like, I bet you won't do yep. that. So I do. I stripped all the way down my underwear because I'm like, well, I'm like, hey, Tom, you hear that? He's like, what's that? I'm like, <laughs> I stripped down. I party boy him. This dude laughs so hard. And it goes, how come I'm not a specialist? I'm like, well, won't promote me. He goes, Oh, he's on leave. We'll get you promoted before he gets back. Yep. <laughs> Done. I was like, that's all I got to do is run my drunk on somebody? Dude, your Heck entire yeah. career has been like a model of how much shit can I get away with before they take a stripe? Exactly. And now you've got two fucking rockers. Yeah. And now I'm dealing like, with people like... You still like, have not found the end of that rope. I have not. Hopefully the, your little newbies in your platoon never listen to this and be like, holy fuck, my platoon sergeant was... You know the wow. sad part? Now I just sit on the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. I just sit on the hill in my truck and look at people. I'm like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I was it. you. I was you. I remember going back to the oh, captain man. and you when we were, we had AT at Dugway Proving Grounds. Oh. In I was Utah. just thinking Dugway. Yeah. And, and that whole time, that was, so we were the rear debt on that time uh-huh. because the rest of the, all the guys who didn't deploy what, in 04, 05, yeah. in 06, they went over. 06, 07. So we were in Dugway. <gasps> And I remember we're walking down the hallway, and you had your headgear on. <laughs> we're like in the barracks. It's me and you, of course. And by that time, we we were still E fours. Oh yeah. So that was like two, almost three years later. I didn't get five till next deployment. So yeah, yeah was... like right before in 08. Yeah. And uh, we're walking down the hallway, and you got your headgear on, and it's like, uh, specialist, are you, are you armed? 
You're like, oh, <laughs> no, he said he, you can only wear your headgear indoors if you've got a weapon. And he like salutes him and goes, "Sir, I am a fucking weapon." Yeah, that's exactly how it went down. And it's just like, holy, and it's one of those like, I'm just standing there like, oh fuck, oh fuck, here I am standing next to him. And he laughed. Like, yeah, and that he was only that was only one of the many lisms. So speaking of Dougway, remember Chief King? When I chucked my Kevlar out of that, yep. I was like, I told him, I'm getting demoted. Because <laughs> I, I spent my whole career trying to get this driver's license. That's all I wanted. Yeah, your myth- mythical yeah. <laughs> military driver's license. Because he's like, you know, because back then it was something to have. You know, and now I'm a seven. I'm like, give me keys. I'm getting in. I sleep. Like, I don't care. You don't I'm, even need fucking right, keys. Yeah, you just well, need to unlock the well, steering you still need wheel. To, yeah. yeah. So, like, I'm trying to get my license. They're like, oh, when you get Doug, will you get it? Oh, Chief King's like, oh, it's not in the system. It's got to be in the system. Well, he's hanging out and I did. I took my Kevlar. I'm like, yeah, I'm fuck this place. It chucks it, dings against some stuff. And all, all is like, well, someone's angry. We're in the maintenance. That was a bus that it dinged up. Whatever yeah. it was. So we're in the maintenance <laughs> shop, like, checking out vehicles and shit and getting all signed oh. out. And they had the, I had you know, the old, like, okay. deuce and a half maintenance shop, you know, where they had, like, the shed on the back uh, of a deuce. Yeah. Jason's in there, like, talking to the chief to get his license shit all straightened out and get vehicles dispatched. And I already got mine done because my shit was straight. <laughs> So I'm outside bullshitting with the first sergeant, and I hear Jason just fucking losing his mind in there. And then I see his fucking K-pop comes singing out of there like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, should I leave? Should I stay here and make sure that he doesn't get locked up? Like, that shit was a regular occurrence. But then here comes, here's your license. I'm like, yep. oh, cool, thank you. <laughs> yep, good times. Yeah, I'm terrible. But, yeah, I and of course, you know, us being young guys, brand new to the unit, we didn't know... What, what was happening at the time mm-hmm. once we got into Kuwait and Iraq and started seeing everything just kind of like the wheels were coming off a little bit at a certain degree because Big Army was like, we don't give a fuck where you came from or what you do. We need people to do X job and you're it. Yeah. Like, and we're going to break your fuck. When they broke the unit up, mm-hmm. I was like, well, fuck. Like, where did we land at? Uh, Buy up. Buy up. Because so yeah. you remember sleeping there for yeah, like just waiting. weeks. Yeah, three yeah, days. We, we slept there for three days on the gravel. Yep. Yeah. Pebble, All I remember Pebble is Beach. like, mm-hmm. I take that to like when someone pulls up to a Home Depot. It's like, I need seven. Yep. Get in this truck. Fucking and day seven laborers. people get in. Because we, well, we didn't see each other for months. We were split up. Well, well yeah, we had, we had uh, uh, you know, the group in Tent City there right in Baghdad. Yeah. And then we had. At Falcon. Group, yeah. Yep. Then, we, then we had the group that went north to Taji. Yep. Right, that was us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, and I, I went with you, and that was a fucking shit show. It was two <laughs> platoons, right? Dude. Was it headquarters and fourth platoon, or yeah. was it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, it was headquarters and fourth. Yeah. And so we had that, and then I think, didn't we have some some guys go to, like... They went to the base to the east side. Yeah, they went to the east side of Baghdad somewhere. Because that was Dempster and those guys. They yeah, yeah, there. where they were doing, like, the, the police station stuff. Yeah. yeah. And that's, so that's, we did that's the first, yeah. first, second, and third platoons were doing... That the IP stuff, right? Because yeah. we started in Falcon. I remember night number one, we rolled in and they wouldn't let us in our tents because they found UXO in the middle of the yep. fucking tent complex. Yeah, and then we got mortared that night. Yeah, we got mortared that night, and of course, well, this is our Olympics. very first night. And then the Olympics were going or the uh, World Cup. Yeah, yeah it was like a soccer World game, yep. and so they were all shooting in the air, and we all took cover. <laughs> And we come back, and there's holes in the tops of the tents. And, yep. like, uh, my, my laptop got nailed. Oh, no oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so my laptop got nailed, so I, I would have died if we right. sat there. <laughs> or, at least, or at least been moderately injured. Moderately we injured. had a, so we were having a squad meeting, and we had a round come through our tent and hit, like, go through the floor. Mm. And we were all like, what? Like, that's the first time that I saw, like, we weren't taking active fire, 
but, but it, dudes like <clears throat> seeing dudes in my that I looked up to like team leaders in my squad losing their fucking minds like you know putting their gear on and diving under their cot like uh, it's gonna yeah, help like <laughs> <laughs> you know like your fucking nylon cot's gonna fucking, help hey, man, we, had, we had one inch foam pads on there too yeah. remember and my squad leader was one of those mm. you know and at the Who time was I was like well that Sure, inspires a lot of fucking confidence right there, doesn't well, it? I remember like the day or a day after, or maybe it was the same night, like uh, a dud mortar round had landed. Yeah, yeah. Right that was right Commander's outside. Tent. That was our tent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. landed yeah. right outside the tent. Yeah. I was just like, holy shit. I got, pic- I got pictures like, of that. It was like, uh, that was like the further proof that <laughs> was obviously blessed <laughs> <laughs> because he survived more mortar attacks yeah. than anybody in like close proximity. In close proximity. And he did it all. When he never had any gear and he never had any intention of being in any kind of trouble. Yeah. Like, remember, he got, they had the the one hit near uh, where we parked all the Humvees. And yep. then, like, all the shitters are parked right next to it in yep. this big row. And so the shrapnel took out every single shitter except <laughs> but, for the yeah. very last one that he was sitting in when yep. it hit. That was the worst. I remember sitting in, like, be out there in the middle of the night because you couldn't shit during the middle of the day because it was so fucking yeah. hot. Eight million <laughs> degrees. So you're sitting out there in the porta shitter that has no ventilation in the middle of the night and it's dark. And finally you're like, ah, oh, it's nice enough to go outside and mm. take a shit. And you're sitting there and you'd hear rounds go out. And you're like, oh, fuck, is that outgoing or incoming? You just wait. <laughs> and you're like, ah, and you'd hear it whistle overhead. And you're like, oh, I'm safe. <laughs> but when you didn't hear the whistle of mortar rounds, that's when you knew you'd be concerned because it's probably going to hit pretty close. Yeah. So speaking of shitters, you remember who my sergeant was? Oh, yeah. Remember when he lost his flashlight in the shitter and went for it? No. What? He dropped his flashlight. Dude, that has got to be the nicest flashlight. (laughs) He goes, he's like, well, first he's like, I dropped my flashlight because you need to help me. I'm like, where? You need to go And he's pointing into it. I mean, (laughs) his only saving grace is he just cleaned it. But I'm like, no, dude. He had a blue arm. (laughs) I swear to God. For like ever. But he's like, I got my flashlight. I was like, dude, I would spend another $100 on a flashlight before I dug into that. Yep. Like, like, that's the first thing I see when I get quit. I'm like, why? Yep. I remember, speaking of flashlights, because all my cop buddies that listen to this might appreciate it. I bought a Surefire G2 polymer. I remember that. 60 lumens with like an incandescent bulb (laughs) that ran on 123 batteries that were fucking impossible to find at that point. Yeah. And I thought that flashlight was the coolest fucking thing. And then I left it on and it melted a fucking hole like in the pouch that I had it in. <laughs> <laughs> and was like, well, that was fucking dumb. And it was done. Like the lens was fucking burnt out. And I'm like, I don't even know how to go about finding new shit for that. Like, and that was Fuck before dude. you could just like, we had some internet access, yeah. but like sending an email to Surefire, like, hey, I fucking melted my lens. Can you send me a new one? You know, now nice. like it's yeah. super well, easy, so but. He was prior service. He, he knew his stuff. Yeah. But he was also a paratrooper. He was an infantry so, guy. Yeah. First military flight ever was flying, you know, into Iraq because we flew civilian to Kuwait. Yeah. we It's a, like a big charter. You remember the maneuvers we had? Yep. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I talked I about die. that. I thought Pretty I was going to die. Dude. Well, no. So I remember. So I'm sitting next to him. He's half asleep and I'm just chilling. All of a sudden, you just hear people running, stuff going off. And all Bruner starts doing is cinching his seatbelt. He goes, Are you ready for this shit? <laughs> this is what I've been waiting for. I'm like, What? What have you been waiting for? He goes, this shit right here. I'm like, what? And I, so I'm snitching, and all of a sudden that plane just starts taking, and it's yeah. buzzing. And I just oh, feel, yeah. you know, you're doing the ups and downs, and I'm trying to reach for the vomit bag, but I'm doing the whole, like, <laughs> who puked? That was really? close. It was I can't remember me. who puked. but that Someone was puked the, in her Kevlar. Well, yeah, no, it went was, up into their Kevlar. Yeah, it was that not was, me. Uh, it was on the flight out. Oh, was it? They were circling Kuwait, because they had an aircraft <laughs> break down there, and the C-130 circling and circling, and... 
is like right next to me, and he's turning green. I'm like, you all right, dude? He's like, I'm not, I'm not doing too good. So I'm like, I'm not doing. Good. And he like takes off his cowboy. Like, oh. Oh. oh no, there was somebody when we were coming in for the combat landing. Oh really? That puked and it went oh. up. Oh. Like we were coming down so hard that it went up into their helmet that they were still wearing. Yeah, I've said, I've said it before. I'll say it again that that <laughs> drop into Baghdad. Rivals any carnival fucking oh, ride oh, I've ever been on. Well, yeah. between, like, I've never pulled G's before. <laughs> and then you're pulling this military thing where fluid's leaking from it, and then you just hear the engines, and all you're of a like, sudden, they drop. First thing I thought was like, oh, this is where I die. I haven't even made it in the country. And this oh, is by I the die. way, is terrified of flying. Oh, yeah. I, uh, that didn't help. I, I don't like I, flying. Terrified. Either. I so, remember going to ALC with you oh, and I just sitting there whispering how... How shitty the engines on no. this plane! Johnny sound. does a whole like his fingerprints are probably still on the armrest <laughs> on the plane. Johnny pulls the whole like you see that propeller? What happens if it comes off and cuts his plane in half? Like shut up, Johnny! Shut up, Johnny! Or we'd hit something. He goes, "Do you hear that? I think it's coming loose." I'm like, "God, I hate you." Too. There's something. the airframe stretch. <laughs> like there's something on the wing. Oh, God. oh fuck! Something's vibrating loose out there. All right. I don't know, man. Good friends, I hate them. Um, yeah, I don't know, just, man. That, just, that was actually a pretty decent flight in <laughs> yeah. for me. Um, no. I, I remember I was sitting next to the commander, I think, at the time, and I thought he wet himself, but I wasn't positive. <laughs> um, you know, I'd done a few of those before. Yeah, I'd been around a minute. And, uh, like, you're talking about things leaking. If, if a C-130 isn't leaking, that yeah. means it's out of fluid. That's yeah. what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, just like a Chinook or any other. Yeah, just like anything yeah. else. Look, well, like, when we were getting ready to leave country, and they're like, yeah, we're going to bring in Chinooks. And I'm like, I'll walk. <laughs> so I will walk route Irish. I am not getting on a shit hook. Yep. And because uh, those things were notorious for just falling out of the sky while we yep. were there. Right? Because the sand was just ripping them apart. And yep. I was like, I'm not getting on one of those death traps. <laughs> that, that was I'd rather a cool... walk all the way to buy up. That was a cool ride, though, because we did yeah. it at night over the oh, city. Oh, yeah. yeah, we did. And that was that was pretty cool. When we left, yeah. Well, then everybody the else had a convoy up. Yeah, for Because the Marines reason. got called off, because the Marines are the ones that took us. What I heard was they got called off on the mission, so everybody else had a convoy in. Oh, okay. Yeah, because we were there for like three or four days, just yeah, like waiting. Just yep. one platoon or two platoons of dudes. That was cool to see at night. Yeah. Especially for your first time ever. Yeah, and then they, like, they dropped the... The, the back right, ramp yeah. down, they had the tail gunner out there, you know, and I was like, this is pretty fucking cool. But know? I remember walking onto the Chinook and, like, looking under the deck plate, and there's, like, <laughs> hydraulic fluid running underneath the deck plate. And I, like, grabbed the crew chief. I'm like, is it supposed to be doing that? And they're like, when it doesn't do that, that's when you need to worry. Yeah, I've heard that so enough. many times. You guys missed the convoy? No, we didn't. Oh, we, we flew out. Man. Yeah, we flew out. <laughs> they, they, they ended up flying. They put me on the convoy because yeah. I refused to get on the bird. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, so like... I'm waiting with fourth platoon, and we're waiting, and we're waiting. By this time, you know, guys had already left, and all of a sudden, like, some armored Humvees rolled in. So I'm like, sweet. And then, like, some five tons come in, and they literally had plywood stuck on the side. And oh, some oh yeah. Bags. Was that going in or yeah, coming going out? Yeah, going in. Yeah. That was going in, too. Yeah, going in. Oh, yeah. I found yeah. some pictures from that the other yeah. day. I was cleaning out some stuff, yeah. and you see just all of us piled up in the back of an open yeah, top five yeah. ton. Five bullets each. Yep. You know? Yeah, it's like, got... I talk about... Yeah. So I, in episode six... um, Back when Buddy was doing his documentary stuff. Okay, yeah. Um, so episode six, I played my portion of that interview that I did with Buddy that he put on his YouTube video where I was talking about that story, oh, riding yeah. riding into Baghdad. Yeah, I'll put that. I've got yeah. that picture yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah I'll put yeah, that, I'll put that picture just, up on the Instagram page just, for all the listeners. It was, it was literally just plywood on the side. Yep. They said, yeah. put your... 
Yeah, stack your, your sea bags up. Yeah, stack your sea bags no, in front of you. Didn't have sea our bags. Our sea low. bags were still in fucking Saudi Arabia, <laughs> 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 Afghanistan, which we got well, we're, yeah. three months before we left. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember yep. any of that. <laughs> you don't remember that, uh, dude? I, I don't remember a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Um, I, I don't know if it's barrels. I don't know if it's chronic alcoholism yeah. or if it's all the explosions. Yeah, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column um, D, yeah, and, yeah. and definitely a lot of head injuries. I've yeah. definitely been hit a lot, <laughs> so so that doesn't help. But um, I think a lot of it, uh, believe it or not, I think a lot of it. Uh, it's weird because it's kind of working into today's thing that's going on. But um, back in the late and early nineties, military people were how they did human trials on oh, yeah. vaccines, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, how many anthrax trials do you think you're supposed to get? Uh, how, many, how many times are you supposed three, to get the anthrax regime? Three. I got one. You're supposed to get one. supposed to get one. We, I've got how many, three or four. I've, I've had I got five. five. I just got and one off was, this last deployment because they're like, oh, hey, you started. Here's you, another one. I'm like, You need what? the sixth one. <laughs> like, that's what they told us. But there was right. six. Yep. Yeah. Right. Well, there's six shots. So you're supposed to get them over the course of time, but they were giving all of them at once to yeah. us. Yeah, we got five in and the so, course of like yeah. a couple weeks. So yeah. we had we had back in um, I guess no, it was like got, 97, 98. We got quite a bit. Is where they were they were having major problems with them before mm-hmm. they kind of almost got it right. And so they they were giving these to guys, and they were having massive massive mental issues. Right. So like a lot of guys were just flipping their shit, and then a couple guys died. Um, over the, well, I mean, you're talking right, about yeah. hundreds, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of guys service wide, right? Yeah. Right. So uh, I that's think pretty was, good numbers. Well, right, a, hand, a handful of deaths, right? Bad. But uh, more likely, it was it was causing a lot of massive um, mental health issues, right? Where guys were just completely losing it. Sure, ED, all that other stuff, right? And so, like, I like to try and blame most of <laughs> yes. my mental stuff on on the vaccination part of it because it was all experimental at that time yeah, and less on the explosions and other crazy stuff and just old age. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't, uh, I don't know if, how many times you guys have ever had them. That's why I was asking. I, was like, I, got, I literally got, I got another one. The like same five, ago. the same five that you got. Yeah. Yeah. See, and it, it's just weird that like, they just pump you full of this shit. Yeah. God, that shit. And, and a lot of it's hurt. for no reason, ah. right? Like, <clears throat> do we really need an anthrax vaccine? Right. Well, that was my thing. Like, I got back from this last job. Back year? from the deployment. No. Like, oh, you need another anthrax shot. I'm like, I'm oh, you're literally. D-mob? Yeah, I'm like, we're done. But I was like, remember malaria pills? Yeah. Oh, Those fuck. things were trippy. The, the that nightmare was like pill. like taking acid. Well, yeah. doxycycline was I what just it was quit called. taking that shit. Yeah. Yeah, after I, the first two weeks of like waking up with. You know, weird nightmares or dreams or yeah, like, night terrors. I was told to do it like Vietnam. Like, you, you hand me some acid to jump out of the plane. <laughs> give me some weed to cool out when I hit the ground and oh, let shit. me do my job. I'll go right. Dennis Hopper out here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. some of like the stuff I found, they gave us. I'm like, well, they're saying that malaria is supposed to help with like the code. I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm good to go. It's just an immune system booster. Yeah. But I remember I had a, I kept a journal through that whole deployment, and there's some fucked up shit that I, you know, <laughs> obviously being a young man, like not quite knowing what I was doing with my life in a net situation and just the angst and everything else was coming out. You but had angst. <laughs> I remember reading back through there and it was like a couple years ago. Cause I like, I keep it in the gun safe cause I don't want anybody to ever find that fucking thing. <laughs> and I was reading through there and it was like the nightmare pill, you know, and I had mm-hmm. it like in big fucking like Metallica letters. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember like being in Kuwait when we got in, not into country, but when we were in Kuwait for what two weeks, something yeah, yeah. like that, and they were pumping us full of that shit, and yep. I just remember being like, 
what the fuck is happening right now? I don't right. even understand at my level. Like I know my job, which changed, you know, 15 <laughs> fucking times, you know, by the time we ended up finally doing what we're doing. But I was just so fucking lost and listless. Like I have no fucking idea what's happening to me right now. I'm just doing what I'm where I'm told when I need to be there, you know, wearing what I'm supposed to wear. Right. That's your Imagine job. all that lead up for a totally different style of deployment. Like Bosnia is all that, right? Like you build up, you're doing all your inoculations, you're doing all this training, trying to get everybody all ready. And then you show up and then you just sit on an airfield for six months. Yeah. Oh. So like before this deployment, <clears throat> I was regular army. Yeah. <clears throat> like the, so I joined the regular army in 92 and I was a Patriot guy. Right. You're ADA, right? Yeah. So I was yeah. air defense. So I did two deployments with those guys. So I spent a year in the desert. And those deployments, like the one was 93 and the other one was 94. Okay. Those deployments were massively different because, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. we were driving. We were actually in uh, Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Okay. And we were driving there from Escon Village going up to the airport where our Patriot site was. And, like, the locals would drive up and they'd, like, be happy to see you and they'd hand you shit. And they're like, yeah. Hey, yeah, hey, Mr. Mr. <laughs> yeah, and it was, like, totally different experience. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Like, we'd show up and we'd do our job. Work an eight-hour shift. You work a twenty-four-hour shift. You had a day off. Okay. And then when we joined on this deployment, I was kind of expecting sort of the same thing. Wow! <laughs> it's like yeah. it was like complete culture shock. Yeah. So um, we we ultimately we wound up as a unit. They broke us all up, split us out, and pimped us out all over to all these MP units, and then you guys up at Taji, and then they. I don't know. I don't know how it happened. I could tell you. I was. You were there. So. <laughs> I was so there say, I was. We didn't even have a mission <laughs> or you knew. that I remember. No, no. So, no. I just remember just, being there. That's yeah. why we were on Pebble Beach for three days. They yeah, didn't like, have a mission for like us. The, yeah. the best part of Taji was meeting Henry Rollins. Outside of that, oh, no, I shit. don't remember any of it. <laughs> nice. I don't remember it. That's so, awesome. We were up in Taji, and you know, we already made a run from Taji to Mosul because we were going to like start doing convoys going up there. So right. they sent us with four trucks, and we went up there. Yeah, you guys were doing like mail runs or something like that, right? Yeah. Something. And okay. So it was going to be that supposedly, but we only did we did the like the pilot run to go up there and like scope it out, okay, and come back. And so then they sent, yeah, you know, they sent and everybody else from first squad out except for my team, which was me. And okay. And so we're like sitting there, and in the middle of the night, Sunquist comes up and he knocks on the door. He's like, "Find a vehicle. We got a mission. You're going to roll with third platoon or third squad." So I'm like, "Cool." So I went out there and I found a Humvee. <laughs> Which is another story entirely. <laughs> yes. We got some mid- yeah. Yes. Mid- midnight acquisitions. Yes. Oh. Some bumper members bumper numbers may have been repainted at certain yeah. points. That's right, yeah. So I get this Humvee and I pull it up to our little Quonset hut that we loved in, you know, and by that time McDuff already had the guns ready to go and Bad One was set to go, and so we loaded everything up and we linked up with third squad and that time it was those guys. Okay. And so we drove from Taji and we drove all the way into I think it was Grey Wolf. It was the main yeah, 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 down yeah. the green. That's zone. when we all we met up money, together. The finance place. Was that was yeah. Grey Wolf. Yeah. Yep. Was that one? Oh, yep. We got a story on that no, one. Let's yeah, come back to that yeah. from the other side. So we jump out, and Sunquist <clears throat> is like, Lean, come with me. And so I go in there. So it's Sunquist and, and myself. And there's all these people from 89th MP who I had no idea who the fuck they were. They're right. just like, and then they're like high ranking dudes, brigade level yeah. guys. Yeah. And so, like, they literally they gave me a grid. And they said, report here. No one comes in. No one comes out. Can you find it? And I had a little handheld GPS. That's why I was always like first squad. So this was first truck. June of 2004. Yeah. And so I like 
looked at the map and I figured out where we were and all the turns I got to make. And I programmed all my GPS and said, we're ready to go. So Sunquist is like, take us there. And we started driving through the green zone and we drove down like this little shitty road. <laughs> and as we're driving down there, I'm like, my GPS says we're only like a hundred meters out. And all of a sudden like headlights turn on, like in the movies. And here's two up armored Humvees sitting there. And so we like roll up and we tell them where they are. And they're like, no one comes in, no one goes out. Listen to what the SEALs team tell you. And they drive off. And we're like, what the <laughs> fuck are we doing? Yeah. Good luck. Did you say SEALs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so pretty soon this dude comes like strolling out and he's got like this little M4 carbine, you know, because we have the four yeah. that's M16. Looks like he just rolled muscle. out of a GQ catalog. Yeah. <laughs> he's wearing his like 511 tactical pants and everything. And he goes, do you guys know what you're doing here? We got no idea, man. He goes, you're guarding the president of Iraq. And I started laughing because I thought he's fucking with me. <laughs> and I was like, no, seriously, he's in this house. And you're like, there's big mansions. And you went to our site, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was on your site. I was with you and all the time. Yeah. So, you know, he had like the big house with the pool. Mm-hmm. And then like he had the parking lot. And they had like the white house. Yeah. Right, right. And then he had like, like this little short dumpy house right next to it. Yeah, the yep. little short dumpy house where that, they did our, roof, our rooftop. Yeah, that's where he was at. So there's a funny story about the rooftop, too. Oh, okay. we got we, we tons went. of good rooftops. Yeah, there's there's lots of <laughs> yeah. So everybody had guys, a rooftop, oh right? Did, but did you guys hear about uh, like uh, I almost got shot one night by the the Iraqi guards that were down oh, there yeah. Oh, because yeah, they were dude. sleeping, and so I had a slingshot in my backpack. Oh. Like, Fuck! I wish like, I was here. Like everyone else had, and yes. so I was shooting gummy bears down at him to try and get him to wake up because right. you could hear him snoring down in the shack below. Right. And I couldn't, I ran out of gummy bears. So I grabbed a rock and I was like, it's got a giant tin roof. Like, how am I going to miss it? Right. Well, I did. And I hit him in the face Oh fuck! and woke him up. And so like the seals were trying to keep those guys from coming up to the roof to kill me. It was actually pretty crazy. <laughs> and so, and so like the next day, the seal commander come down and he's like, give me your day bag. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I handed him the, my day bag and I was already smart enough to be like, I'm getting rid of the fucking evidence. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> like, so, uh, you know, I left it back at the, at the barracks. And so he's digging through my bag and looking at all this shit. And I was like, there's some elk jerky in there. If you want it, you know, like, what are you doing? He's like, I know you got a fucking slingshot and he's tearing the <laughs> truck apart. He's tearing the whole truck apart, <laughs> sitting up at the turret. Like, what the fuck are you doing? dude? <laughs> oh, that was funny. So, so Shannon at the first platoon site. Yep. He bought one of those giant fucking water, water balloon, balloon slingshots. A three man water balloon slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys like I saw videos of it and I saw it one time when I was when I got sent over to first platoon. He would launch like you guys had it fucking ranged out. Because we're artillery oh, guys. Yeah. Like obviously we know what we're doing. Well, we were doing direct fire on the on the Kurds down below us for a while, and then we found out that that was not enough of a challenge. We were doing IDF on the IPs that were way down the street. The Iraqi police. like, And they were like 300 yards down oh, the yeah. street. Well, this fucking thing had like a 10-meter long rubber band on it. I mean. Yeah, you can get some range on it. Oh, those. dude. So, but he also had a slingshot, and he would also shoot the – the top of the tin little shacks right there, but yeah, not yeah I didn't think anything of it until I smacked the guy in the face. Right? Yeah, well, and I was yeah. like, I was like, well, just tell him I'm sorry. <laughs> Everything's unprecedented. Like, if he happens, wouldn't have been right? a, yeah, if he wouldn't have been asleep, I wouldn't have smacked him in the face. With so it. they had sent you guys up there to Taji the two platoons, and then first, second, third platoon got sent. We got broke apart, and then 
tasked out to the 89th MP Brigade, to these active 789th MP Company, if I remember right, mm-hmm. and tasked out to those guys over at Camp Cuervo, which was over on the west or the east side of Dude, Cuervo Baghdad. was like the Ritz. Oh, it was. It was. <laughs> what? Well, like Compared the barracks. Yeah. So the barracks buildings that we were in were like the Ritz. The yeah. rest of the fob was like, eh. You never left your barracks. It was fine. <laughs> right, like, yeah. that, that place was a fucking shithole. The rest of it was a shithole. Better in Camp Love. Dude, it was tense. And, yeah. Their sergeant major was the only thing I hated about Cuervo. Like, was that the female sergeant major? That was the major? female, and yeah. she was just a bitch. And um, so we got sent over there, and it's like if any of the listeners are active or veterans of, you know, from Baghdad area, you know the Solder City was where you did not go. Mm-hmm. And we were just on the edge of Solder City. Like, so 1st Cav, um, Armored Cav Division, I think it was seven, 7th Armored Cav Division. I don't know. They had a fuck ton of tanks and Bradleys. Yep. And every night, they would load up all their dudes in those tanks and Bradleys, and they'd roll out the gate, and about 20 minutes later, you're, you'd hear, holy fuck, gunfight for two hours, and then everything would die mm-hmm. down. And it would escalate. You'd hear AK fire, and then... 25 like, millimeter. And then you'd hear a saw, you know, and then you'd hear, you like, the infantry guys are going to work and they're doing their thing. And then you'd hear, like, a 240. And then you'd hear a PKM. And then you'd hear a 50. And then you'd hear an RPG go off. And then you'd hear the Bradley. And then it'd be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, we wound up in Solder City heading up to, uh, yep. to Taji, remember? Yeah. I don't know who was, who was guiding that little tour, but whoever that was, it, about made me shit myself. Yeah, we're trying to turn around at that. Dude, uh, we we're, wound we're up in there. a five ton, right? So it's me and uh, who was the chaplain's assistant? Oh, oh that was really weird. Yeah. So he refused to carry a weapon, a weapon yep. at yeah. all. He's so, driving the truck. We're in the five ton. It's got no roof. It's got nothing. It's open. Yeah. All I have is a fucking shotgun, and we're in the middle of Solder <laughs> yeah, City. Mos- Mossberg 500. Yep. Yeah. We're in the middle mm. of Solder City, and all I have is a fucking 12 gauge. Like, what the fuck with am du- I going to do? With double up buck. Yeah. People are <laughs> looking down at you. And the- <laughs> yeah, and that's just it. Like, you're staring at people, like, levels and levels above you. And right. then there's, it's everywhere. And then they're trying to do, like, a 27-point Austin yes. Powers turn <laughs> in, the middle, in the middle there. Yep. And, and like, the worst part of it is, is, like, there's dividers in it, too. So, it's, like, there's not even, there's nowhere you can turn around, especially not a five-ton. And we had a water buffalo on the back, too. So, thank you. Thank so, you. So, it was just, like, we just there's got no the, way we're we just turning got the, around. The and, combat reload from my wife. <laughs> yeah. So, I was just, I was dying, dude. Because I'm, like, all I have is a nine millimeter and a shotgun. Like, I'm dead. I'm dead. And this jerk-off is going to die, too. Because <laughs> there's, there's no way he's going to help me. Yep. Dude. Maybe Jessica Lynch part so, two. Interesting yeah. thing about he was not a chaplain's assistant. No, he just always had his face buried in the Bible, reading scripture. Really? And when yeah, he was a supply guy. He was not a chaplain's oh, assistant. <laughs> he wanted to be. Yeah, I guess. So nothing against those dudes because I've so, met no, some solid chaplains. Yeah, I've met some. But that great. guy was straight up worthless as tits on uh, a hog. Oh yeah. So the funny part is, we were in the convoy after you I guys. I hope you're listening. So, the, so you learned from our mistakes. <laughs> well. Like I said, I have my little Tantel GPS, but we're driving, you know, I had it all programmed in. I'm driving my Humvee with diamond plate on the side. Cause that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it was like right. quarter, you know, eighth inch diamond plate aluminum. Yeah. It wasn't even steel. Yeah. But you guys had like put sandbags on all your shit. And so we're driving north and there's like sandbags, like all over the fucking route going up there. And all of a sudden the sandbags just disappeared. I was like, where the fuck do they go? Cause you're like five miles of dropping sandbags. And then there's like nothing. 
nothing. And that's where you guys like made your wrong turn. Like, mm-hmm. so that we drove the rest of the way. There's not a single sandbag on the entire road. <laughs> so I'm like, mm, and Bert's calling me. He's like, are you sure we're doing right? And I'm like, yeah, man, we're, we're on track. We're on target. We're doing good. Yep. Like left turn in three miles. He's like, okay, keep going. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm filling yeah. the floorboard of a five ton. <laughs> yep. So like we showed up there in Taji and we we're like, we're supposed to be the second group. And they're like, that was the second group leaving. We're like, we are the second group. <laughs> like, where's the first group? They should be here. No, we weren't. We were yeah. sunbathing in the middle of the worst place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just nomads. We just had everything packed in yeah. trailers. And yeah, we was, had our, was, remember the bunk yeah. beds we kept packing around yeah. and we keep putting together? Yep. And <laughs> so then we got tasked out to these MP units and they were basically training the Iraqi police mm-hmm. in I don't exactly know what. Cause it wasn't police operations. Like, <laughs> right. Like, cause they, they were not policing anything. Like they were just getting shot at all the fucking time. You just be- go stand on the roof of an IP station and get fucking lit up. That's basically all they were doing. Yeah. And, uh, that was the first mission that I went on out the gate was with those guys. And I can't remember what unit they were or any of their names, but I remember their faces for sure. And I got sent with this female team leader. And that's the first time like I'd ever been really around female females at all in the military and so she's an e5 she's got a female gunner and this kid that was a driver and i'm like you know back in behind the driver riding in the seat getting motion sick looking through the tiny fucking window and we're rolling along and it's hot as fuck and i remember just sitting there like my balls are literally welded to my legs right now (laughs) like sitting in this humvee and she's like (laughs) she looks back and she's like my fucking cooch is so hot and sweaty right now. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just not going to say anything because I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> you know, that's, like, that's, that's the first time. I like being a gunner. Yeah. I like being in the gunner because you got the downdraft. Yeah, you get yeah. Some, some air movement. So it gave right. you a little bit of airflow. Plus, it was the only place on the Humvee I could fit. Dude, I remember seeing you trying to climb into the driver's seat of a Humvee while we were at... The tomahawk once. I, I can do it as long as I don't have a vest. Yeah. So Blair's, <sighs> so for everyone that vest. doesn't know Blair, Blair's a big dude. Big. Yeah. Big dude. He's a big you've dude. you've so always been a big dude. You had custom boots made for deployment, didn't no. you? Beautiful. No, I had a custom vest built. That's what it was. Uh, they, had to, they had to custom make my vest. But you didn't have tan suede boots. You had to wear black boots because they didn't make the tan ones no, in they're your size. They, yeah. they didn't make the black boots in my size either. Yeah. <laughs> I, wear, I wear a size 18 double C. <laughs> and I was wearing a size 16 that I had brought from my active duty days. Sure. Jesus. So, so I've, been, I've, been wearing, I've been wearing shoes that are like two and a half sizes too small for the past two decades. Oh, I can fuck, fit both man. of my feet into one of your <laughs> shoes. That's fine. So, but it's true what they say about guys with big feet. <laughs> they do wear big shoes. They have big socks. Oh, that's <laughs> so then, um, I just remember that first time going out. There was that, and then because I think I went out on three trips in that two months, whatever yeah. it was, six weeks that we were at Cuervo Camp Cuervo, right? And then uh, I remember going out to the IP station, and I'm like, we get out, we get up onto the roof, and it was me and. And uh, we get up onto the roof and this team leader that's like walking around with a 12 gauge and an M4. He's like, hey, 
don't stand in one spot too long. It makes it harder for the snipers to get you. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like, <laughs> this is all very real, very yeah. suddenly for right. me. The, the great thing is, though, is that Iraqi snipers are not that oh, accurate. No. No. Like, if, if you're going to get hit, it's a Syrian sniper, and still you got, like, a 60% chance of survival. Mm-hmm. Still don't like those odds. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, it is So we did, we did the riverboat, because <laughs> we had the two. Yeah. So we did the riverboat one. And the funny part about it, it's like, <clears throat> when you guys had a down, police station that was right on the river. Yeah, so we're driving down this alley, and all you see is, like, the dead chickens hanging from the, you know, the meat hooks and stuff. Mm-hmm. But our antennas are taking down all their power lines. Yeah. And then as we go through, they put them back up. The old Singar's antennas. Yeah. yeah. So we get there, and uh, the first experience I had was with that was the, their captain's teaching us stuff. All of a sudden, like, everything goes quiet. And all he tells he's like, get your position, grab your guns, set up. And we're like, fuck he's like somebody's here so we were up there for an hour looking and searching all of a sudden everybody comes back out like nothing happened we're like but he tells us he goes if that ever happens somebody big's here and he goes you better have your shit together yeah but that was also the same place that got rocketed where huff got on that magazine yeah Yeah. but i wasn't because we had two we would we would the unit we were sharing with we split so i was at another at another uh mp station but that's when they got rocketed and uh, Craig was going downstairs to get an MRE out of the uh, Humvee, and it hit right above him, and it shot him yep. on the ground. And he crawled underneath the Humvee, couldn't find him. Uh-huh. He's like thinking he's dead. So yeah. he's, but they got attacked. They took fire and all that, and that's when that girl got her arm blown right. off and Huff. Right, and he got in trouble for taking yeah. his vest off so that he could crawl his short ass over the wall to, to get save to her, her to yeah. save yeah. her life. But he was no, on top of that. He's on top of that. She won an ESPY. A yeah. couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, she won an ESPY award for uh, um, basically recognition of being a you know a combat veteran. That because she, she played for University of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She played basketball. For yeah, them. I was looking at that, but yeah, because the, the the photo was him on the Humvee with her, and they're driving out of yeah. there while he's mm-hmm. trying yeah. to do. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, and so that's still the squad trouble. that we were with because yep. second platoon, we got tasked out with them. And then right after that, and I didn't go out that day. Like, it was one of those, like, hey, you just went out. Like, it could be a re- it was your you day wanna, off. You want to yeah. take a refit day or you want to go out again? And I was like, well, I'll just hang here. And I was I at a whole nother place. Like, I, I, was, to, I, I remember hearing that on the radio, and I'm like, there ain't nothing we can do. I Isn't remember being like. refit days are always when something crazy happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's when, like, the rest of the squad got hit. Because I went out yeah. to the police station, and we were in Falcon. And I went out to the police station and hung out with those guys. And I came back, and the next day, they're like, Everybody's going out, but you went out yesterday, so you're staying back. And so they, the whole squad, like, loaded up and went to do their ride-along. And they never came back. Never came back. And they never came back. And finally, like, at the end of the day, it's getting dark. They come back, and Bert steps out of this vehicle. And he's like, we got our cherry popped big time. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> he's like, yeah, dude. He's like, we were driving. And there was an IED, and it went off, and it, like, blew up our engine and shattered the windows. That was uh no that was this would be no, before that was before oh, was it yeah, this okay. was when we were still in falcon oh yeah yeah but yeah like it took out the vehicle he was in just killed it and he's like we just kind of rolled to a dead stop and it was dead quiet he's like oh we're gonna die we're gonna die <laughs> no john's john's thing was was uh on my refit day so i took <laughs> so i took his spot in the talk yeah so oh, that okay. he could go to buy up because he wanted to buy some stuff because it was like anniversary or something to mail out oh, to his wife okay i don't remember exactly but I'm, I'm pretty sure so like he got in on that run and i was sitting in the talk when they got hit so that was like even more surreal right so it's not like hey i wonder where these guys are like i'm sitting in the talk hearing Listening. everything going yes. on 
and trying to report it up and down the chain to try and get information. And like, this is, so the bureaucracy comes in huge sure. here. Like, I don't know if you guys ever spent any time in the talk. I tried as, so, as hard as I could not to. Right. Yeah, so right. like, so like when, uh, when somebody got hit and everything started coming down, they would ask like <laughs> literally the stupidest shit they could ever think of. Right. Like, was he wearing his earplugs? I'm like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> he's wearing his earplugs. Yeah. Like, they're Fast covering. Ten years. Well, they're, they're Did covering, he have his eye pro on? Right. They're right. covering their own ass, right? Because right. you're supposed to be wearing all your your uh, protective <clears throat> equipment checklist. or whatever, right? But it's like, how would you even know, right? If the guy got blown up, yeah. right? Like, if somebody if somebody were to step on a mine and get blown <laughs> up, right? Would the first thing that you thought of is like, was he wearing his ear protection? <laughs> yeah. I don't. We don't want to have to pay a. Pay out for some bad hearing after this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like all of us come back with bad hearing. I don't right. know about you guys, but like I'm deaf as shit. Yeah. But I went, so a few years ago, because like my combination of, you know, loud ass guitars and, you know, rock music and shooting guns and explosions and gunfire and two tours in combat. I finally went to the VA and was like, I need to get my hearing checked because if I do qualify for disability, your asses are going to fucking pay me. <laughs> and good luck with that, by the and way. And so they were like, right. oh, no, you're good. You're just just above the threshold to where we need to pay you. I'm like, of course I am. But the whole time, it was I flashed back to that, you know, sitting in the fucking soundproof booth, and all I can hear is... Yeah. Just the, fucking the rushing white thing, noise yeah, in my I, head. I, like I can't hear shit normally. But yeah. when you stick some cans on my head, and you isolate all the shit that yeah. makes it difficult for me to hear, I can hear great. Right. <laughs> right. Like right now, I can hear really well. Yeah. Yeah. But if we were just having this conversation without headphones on, yeah. I'd probably miss three quarters of it. Yeah. So I looked it up while we were chatting. Danielle Green was her name. Okay. And she played for Notre Dame. Notre Dame. She played for Notre Dame, and she won an SB a few years ago. She That's lost, cool. She yeah, lost I remember that. Yeah, she lost an arm in that when they yeah. got rocketed. I just remember reading about it in the Playboy magazine when that came out. Yeah, so they... Like, hey, hey, we, it's tough. So <laughs> we remember when they did the story on, on our unit yeah. in play and while we were there. Tony was in there. Right. Oh, my God. That was such a shit show. Of course yeah. he was in there. Yeah, yeah. and that's what, that's what we called him. We all called him Playboy after yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's still doing it. I guess he's living down south. He's got a... Yeah, he's killing yeah, we were yeah. doing great. Facebook you know? friends for a while, but I haven't seen anything for him a minute, so he probably deleted me. <laughs> oh, I, think, I think his wife added me. Okay. Is he like so, what? Like Red Beret? Something like that? No, he's, uh, he, he commissioned. He commissioned. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he commissioned. Right. But he did, I think he did go and uh, get his tab. I thought he yeah. did too, yeah. yeah. He I was doing all kinds of stuff. Ranger, yeah. 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 He, was, he was doing everything he could. and He was a good dude, man. And I, I think... Uh, I think a ranger tab would have been good for him. Yeah, for sure. He fits that. He's got the personality. Well, he took for over. Him. He took over the E six position for us halfway through when we actually got uh, started sitting on the prime minister's house. That's he took right. Over. That's right. He did come to your platoon. I mm-hmm. forgot about that because you guys had something like we had people. Yeah, you know, just moving around, around. Yeah, people so getting then, sent home. Yeah, and I've been trying to get back to this part of the story for like thirty <laughs> minutes. So our platoons <laughs> after we. We first, second, and third platoons. After we spent time working with those active duty MP units, they called us and they're like, "We're getting the fucking band back together. We got a mission for the right. whole unit." And it was like, "Fucking a!" Like, "All right, what is it?" And they're like, "We can't tell you." <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's great, right? So they're like, "We, you know, tomorrow everybody's gonna load up. We're gonna go back to Fob Falcon and pick up like the <laughs> couple dudes that we left, and then we're gonna run a convoy into the green zone. We got this meeting that we're all going to." Yeah. Like this briefing. Okay. So they load us all up. We go back to Falcon. 
And then from there, we went to the green zone. Well, coming out of Falcon, like the way that the route worked, you'd come out and you'd drive down to a traffic circle and turn around and drive yep. right past where you came. Mm-hmm. But on the side of the road, there's a big old fucking open air market. <laughs> and I will forever remember this fucking story for the rest of my life. Like, I don't know anybody that got a confirmed kill, <laughs> a confirmed kill during that deployment. But some questionable, like, may have probably killed several people. Probably. <laughs> Jason is the dude. So we leave and in, we're driving out. Johnny's Humvee, might I add, because I was borrowing Yeah, it. so that was like, we were all borrowing vehicles from different, like, this vehicle's assigned to your team. Okay. Yeah. But to leave there... Like, to leave Camp Cuervo, we had to fucking, like, because we had, you couldn't roll out unless you had a rhino plate, which right. is like the, the yep. big metal shield on the front of your front of your gunner's turret. We didn't have any of that shit. Which we were stealing. So, so there was like, borrowing, dude, say, <laughs> no, we legit fucking stole yeah. that shit. Like, yeah. we're sneaking into motor pools at Camp Cuervo, you know, like, because the team leaders are like, listen, I need this shit done. Make it happen. Tonight. So you got... E3s, E4s, and E2s, like all these just fucking midnight auto with our fucking stocking caps on, like with our, our black ninja nightgowns, like running around with fucking wrenches, stealing parts off of fucking Humvees. And they'd have like unit, you know, yeah. insignias and shit spray painted on them. So we'd have to drag them back to the fucking barracks and repaint them. And then there's like, <laughs> I remember, so we finally get all that shit. Side note, like segue to that. Months later, we're outside smoking. And some Humvee comes rolling by and they fucking come screaming to a stop. And they're like, that's our fucking rhino plate. Cause somebody hadn't repainted the inside, <laughs> you know, where there's like a platoon marking yeah. or whatever, like their platoon insignia. You're like you motherfuckers stole that <laughs> oh, like six months ago. Like, no, we don't know what you're we talking about, bro. Yeah, like yeah. that was on it when we got it. <laughs> Finders keepers, loser. <laughs> so, um, we finally make that all that shit happen and get over there link up and we're running this convoy and there was what like 40 oh, Humvees yeah. like because we're all huge moving, convoy yeah. it's a whole unit yep and you know you got three four five guys per vehicle and we're towing trailers with all of our fucking gear like those shitty utility trailers and we're rolling through headed out of the gate and we're screaming down the road because every like a slow convoy was a dead convoy that yep. was what we were told in Don't training yep. yeah. do not ever stop so we're doing 60 fucking miles an hour in these Humvees because the they're soft sides. They were soft. Sides. Some of them were. So yeah, they would move. Um, and I can't remember exactly how it happened, but there's like this black Mercedes that tries to cut into well, our I'll, convoy. I'll fill you in once you're done. Yeah. <laughs> so just jump in here because that's okay. the best place to like. For... So what happens is, is I'm not gonna say the guy's name in front of me, but the gunner <laughs> tells the black car to, to get out, like points at the car, tells it to get out of the way. Right. Because so the gunner, car the gets out of the way. Gunners would signal. So I sh- other I'm shooting the gap. I'm already shooting through it, and the gunner points and does the whole, like, come towards me. I'm like, but he's pointing at me. The black car thinks he's pointing at him. So said black car decides, oh, gets back out in front of me. Oh, so the gunner in the vehicle ahead of you was signaling yes. you. Okay. So then the car comes back in front of me, and then he starts waving, so that car stops. I'm doing 60. That car's doing nothing. Yeah. And I'm there. <laughs> and I literally, I have looking at the map. I have Sergeant chasing butterflies on the fucking because he ain't paying attention to nothing. I yell, "Oh fuck!" and fucks me and goes, "What?" And then we hit it. Yeah, we hit this car. We hit it so hard that the front of my Humvee tires go into and on top of the trunk of this Mercedes. So I have the gas power. He has the steering power. Yeah. So as I'm shoving him down the highway, and then my I'm still I'm pretty sure 100 miles on the damn gas. And pushing him, 
he decides to shoot right. So both of mine and his vehicle go right. Well, luckily, my Humvee detaches. Yeah. And Sergeant who's behind me, says all he saw was a whole undercarriage of Humvee. He said it started lifting up and was going over. And I'll remember there's two semis sitting there, and one dude's mm-hmm. wearing, like, the, the, the mime shirt with the black and white. We make eye contact, and he's doing, like, a first baseman slide <laughs> underneath this Humvee. <laughs> so all I do is, like, get it corrected, it drops, does some weird shit, and I go. Yeah. But so I was sees this, yeah. two vehicles behind you. They see the rest of this. I just hit car, get unattached, and I'm like, cool, we're good. And I continue mission. I don't so he's no like, idea no clue what's man. happening. I also that. have to point out that that was not my Humvee. That was the first of three that you totaled. <laughs> Mine was the third oh, that's you true. Yes, that's true. So I'm two vehicles behind them. So I'm behind Justin. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching this go. Like, all I see is, like, I don't see everything, but I see the car, like, coming. Like, it's trying to merge in. And then the next thing I know, like, I see your Humvee, like, moving into the other lane. Um, cause I was driving Yeah, and all I was focused on was the vehicle in front of me. Like I'm not watching the shit on the side of right, the road. Yeah. That's not my fucking job. Like my job is to drive, go when I need to go, stop when I need to stop, yep. not kill the people in the truck. Fuck, <laughs> fuck everybody else right. on the street at that point. And so I see this car come trying to cut it. And it was like a fucking nice ass black. It was black. Yes. E class Mercedes. You very know, like, ni- like very high end car. Yeah. Like pretty new. It was probably late nineties model. So it goes to cut in because it's like running even with us because it passed me. And I remember. See, I don't even know where it came from. Yeah. It just came up and it was trying to. It was on my right. It was like in between us and all those trucks stopped next to this market. So it tries to cut in and. Cut in front of the wrong person. Runs like basically the gunner, whoever it was. Like there was a lapse in communication. Yes. This car runs into Lutz and then I see it like go careening through this fucking open air market. And it's just like you see in the movies. There's like people jumping out of the fucking way. There's like fucking fruit stands and shit. Like just it was. Yeah. Some shit out of a fucking John Woo movie. The way. Said he goes, it was like Dukes of Hazzard. He goes, there's wood and people and cars. Just. Yeah. And so at the time. Uh, Jeff, my team leader, because I got reassigned yep. to the line platoons from the uh, to the platoon, from the platoon leader driver's job. Thank God. So I was Jeff's driver, and he was like, "Don't fucking stop! Like whatever you do, don't stop. Just keep going." I'm like, "Okay." So we drive down this road another quarter mile, and then have to hit t- the traffic circle turn and turn around and drive right back by. Right. Hey, everybody! So, again. Sorry. Yeah, 300 pissed off Iraqis just in the other lane of travel, like fucking throwing rocks and shit at us as we drive by. I'm certain somebody fucking got killed. Yeah. I'm certain. Well, and then when we get to uh, Grey Wolf, me and Drew are talking, and comes up. He's like, The captain. Yeah, he's like, We had to call an ambulance. He goes, I can't say nothing, but I wouldn't talk about this. And I'm like, I'm Why are we talking about but it? But I go, I literally go, so. I literally, I'm like, I'm pretty sure everybody saw. What happened? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure it's already made it back home. So like, I, tell you. I knew we were going to tell this story today. And five minutes after this, we finally, we get to Gray Wolf. And me and Jason are like, we link up, you know, because we're in different platoons. But I meet up and I'm like, dude, that was fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> you should have seen it. This shit was fucking crazy. Like, we're laughing and joking about it. And we walk over to the little shopette they had. And we're eating fucking ice cream cones. Oh, yeah. Like, two minutes later, we are like, smoking yep. and joking nice. and eating ice cream cones. Like, I'll share that uh, picture, like, when uh, I post this episode up. I'll put some of these well, photos Well, see, then, you know, I got that one just of the, yeah, the, the Humvee whole itself. Yeah, the whole fun end of the Humvee was fucked up. Didn't do too up. bad. Oh, 
So barely scratched. Oh yeah, no, mine. You destroyed the hood, folded the yes. goddamn yeah. bumper off of it. And I don't know which picture this was. It was either then or dude. Another you time. literally totaled three Humvees. So yeah, you I'm were just the, saying that one looks totally serviceable. So. <laughs> right. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So then we get there to Gray Wolf, and that's like all the head front and the the heads go in there, and they're having this meeting about this new mission that we're going to take, yeah. and then. Um, they don't tell us really anything about what we're going to be doing. All they're saying is like, you're going to be running an entry control checkpoint an entry control point an ECP. Um, nobody comes in, nobody goes like nobody leaves. Nobody comes in. We don't know exactly where you're going to be. So in the next like 10 to 12 hours, next day, we start getting some more info about where we're going and everybody starts rotating out like 12 hour shifts. And or was it? I can't remember how yeah, many. Yeah, it was eight, 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 eight because we had three, three squads right. working. Yeah, eight so eight hour three, shifts, squads yeah. Per, three squads per platoon, and we'd rotate eight-hour shifts. And you, so you were on the same shift every day. Morning, no breaks, noon, or night, yeah. Like eight on, 16 off for months. And pretty soon we figure out what we're doing. Like, because we get there, we meet, you know, the civilian contractors that were working with us from South Africa. Those mm-hmm. dudes were pretty cool. Uh, I don't know if you guys had those. We had the Kurdish. Yeah, Yeah. so we had Kurds and these South African dudes that were like eight feet fucking tall. Hey, bro. Like, (laughs) scores a fag. Like, what the fuck did you just say to me? (laughs) Like, here I am, fucking 5'7 and 125 pounds. Like, what the fuck did you just say? It's like, somebody's like, he's asking for a cigarette. Like, oh, right. Okay, yeah, sure, I got you, man. Um, And then we had different detachments from the SEALs. From Naval Special Warfare Task Group Asian Peninsula, and I because I got the you know oh yeah yeah they gave us these certificates <laughs> certificates of appreciation, appreciation. <laughs> at the end of the oh, deployment. They gave you guys one of those? Yeah, uh, oh, I got yeah. one. Yeah, I didn't get a lot of stuff. I didn't get uh, like I don't know what uh, medals you guys got when you came back. I got the thanks for coming ribbon, and then they sent me on my way. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck, I don't remember. I didn't oh. get an ARCOM. I didn't get nothing. They were just yeah. like, have a great life. Right. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so for sorry, the next. Sorry to hear about you. Sorry, yeah. sorry about your luck, brother. Yeah. <laughs> so for the next 10 months, that was our unit's mission. We mm-hmm. guarded the Iraqi interim government. So the God, pre- was the, it that long? Yeah. Because yeah. who did you have? We had the, the president. president. Yeah. So we, we had, had all together. Minister. We had prime minister, president, vice president. And, and like fourth platoon had vice president well, or who something. Who had the hotel? That was not fourth. I wonder. Maybe that was headquarters. Somebody had the hotel. Yeah, they had was, the hotel. Yeah, they that had, had the hotel. Third. Where they shot the body armor vests. I just remember that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The guy yeah. shot his own yeah. vest. I'm like, how do you shoot your own vest? Yeah. yeah. He's like, well, I took it off, but I tripped. And <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of things getting shot that were not <laughs> So, like, yeah. they, they had, so the SEALs had, obviously, like, their close-in protection. And then there was a unit that, when they were operating inside of Baghdad where they would roll with a convoy. There was like an active or another unit from Pennsylvania mm. that had their rolling security. Yep. Was and that then Pennsylvania there was, or was that Rhode Island? It was the roadies. It was, Rhode some, it was some of both. Yeah. I think yeah. it was what was left of them. The roadies were, That's man, right. those guys had horrible luck. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. Our sister unit that on that deployment was a unit, a National Guard unit from Rhode Island. And they were fucking, they had like, Five Dude. guys had heart attacks because they were not they're a healthy people. unit. Yeah, they were look, not healthy. Look, I'm a, I'm a big guy, but their lieutenant was embarrassing. Well, they're yeah. the reason. They're the reason why we had to leave our fifty cal barrels behind because everybody was overweight. 
Yeah, exactly. That we oh, had to, yeah. That's yeah. it. That's, that's what it right. was. Yeah. So we had, to, I talked about it in episode six. Because their stuff got loaded first. Yes. Our stuff got loaded second. They told us, like, hey, we're going to have to ship your 50 cal barrels, not your 50 yeah. cal. No, and that was like barrels. half of our fucking gear. And a lot too. of your ammo because they're like, you guys are overweight. And we're like, well, it ain't us. Yeah. <laughs> right. this, well, I mean, use guys. Always <laughs> trying to be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> use guys. But Dude, every, almost everyone from Rhode to. Island was overweight, couldn't fit in a Humvee. Yeah, they're like, your plane's overweight. We got to keep your stuff. Like, but it was our stuff since ours got loaded last. Why don't you like, just take a platoon of their unit off and send yeah. them over on the next plane? Put them on the boat. Dude, one of their gunners in Fort Dix almost murdered me and Shannon, actually. We were out there doing the. Uh, the Mark 19 range. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and they got away from him. Yeah. No, oh, her. Yeah. yeah. Her. Little, I remember like, that. She was like four and a half feet tall. Just, mm-hmm. And she was oh, up in that God. turret, and that Mark 19 ran away from her, and she was thump, 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 thump. Yeah. And it, like, she was walking rounds <laughs> in on us. Lost. Like the yeah. sprinkler. Yeah. It's yeah. coming. <laughs> Thank God. Like, she, <laughs> yeah, she ran out of ammo before oh. she got us. Oh, but, yeah, the, the last round hit, like, 10 meters in front of our truck, and me and Cole were just like, oh, those are only 32-round cans, yeah. thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. But yeah, they were something else. Yeah, so then we got were assigned guys. to this unit. So here we <laughs> they are. Like to drink, that's for sure. They, yeah. Well, they just they took, some, they took losses in all the weird ways, right? Like yeah, they did right. have a couple of guys that had some heart issues and stuff because they were heavy. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and uh, but they just they seemed to get in the thick of stuff. Just they did. They did. So they got like, lit up a before lot. Before we even got like real armored Humvees, they were getting rocket shot at them yeah. and shit like i think they had like a huge attrition rate but yeah i think they had like, part of me like thinks like 50 percent attrition rate or something so the first three months we were there wasn't it last weekend yeah. i played with paintball with sean oh yeah yeah and he like talked to those guys a lot because he was the headquarters there yeah and he's like yeah some of those guys if you get a purple heart in rhode island Free hunting and fishing for life. And he's like... He's <laughs> so like, they're searching for... Yeah, and he's yeah. like, I was talking to this dude, and he was like trying to get injured somehow so he could get that. I'm like, oh, crazy. They had, wow. they had like the highest number of Purple Hearts of any National Guard unit in the they history did. of ever. Uh, really? Why, I didn't know that. Dude, Which is crazy, because we had one. Awesome. Yeah. So well, essentially... They had, the, they had a huge attrition rate, remember? Like yeah. I was saying. So like they wound up in a lot of situations where they were in firefights. They wound up in a lot of situations where they just got whacked right like they got rpg fire like armies like they times. put themselves in that situation yeah, maybe uh, maybe and, and maybe it's just because you know they weren't the Shitty brightest luck. bulbs some of those guys but uh they just wound up in those situations where they just happened to be on mission in the wrong place at the right time well i yeah. always wonder because they would tell you like if you go out and you look hard they won't mess with you and i've always kind of yeah taken like to make heart. yourself a hard target seriously or, or if you look out like you like you ready to like get into something and I'm always wondering if that honestly didn't play it, into it. It does work. <clears throat> it does work because when we were uh, the main headquarters there in Biop, the SEAL teams ran through there, right? Yeah. Well, they came in in just a regular Humvee, no doors, no roof, oh, shit, no, no nothing. It wasn't a Humvee. And, it was a fucking gunship. Right. right. Yeah, right. right. Recoilless had, rifles they they had, and they shit. They had all kinds of crazy shit on there. They had, like, saws, like, welded onto arms on the yeah. side. Yep. And they had the slide-out seat, so they'd oh, yeah. slide yep. out of the fucking Humvee. I'll yeah. put, just like, and sit in, like, this little gunner chair. Yeah. And they'd get... The best part was they'd... Uh, it was so unreal to work with those guys. Like as a nineteen-year-old kid, twenty-year-old kid, caps back. Yeah, they're in like, driving down the highway. They're in like fucking little slick plate carriers, you know, with fucking Mark eighteen. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, mod zeros. So if you know what those are, like, right, right. And like we got, we got uh, that rocket attack uh, on our site on Grizzly. Yeah. So 
That was we, the one where like watched the dude walk in with the tears, <laughs> oh, isn't it? Well, no, 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 that's no. totally different. No, no, okay. no, no, there was, no, there was no. three or four All separate right. times we got hit, but the one I'm talking about is like we thought we'd seen some rockets coming from. We'd had some rockets come over from the other side of the river near the hotel. Oh right, yep. and so. It happened at like early morning hours. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we saw this dust off to the right hand side of us from the rooftop position. So there's like this huge bank and then the river. Yeah. And we saw something going off down there. The seals all come shitting and getting out of their their billeting there. Yeah, and they're fucking so ranger panties and their flip flops and they shit. Were, like, <laughs> no, so we had their sniper came out and he was in flip flops. I shit you not, a purple thong. Yep. And his fucking his slick gear, oh, and came out and laid on the fucking roof up there. And what had happened is when the rocket attack came over, there was a guy down there in a tractor, like, digging a hole or something, and he jumped out of the tractor. The tractor took off, and that was causing all the dust, but you couldn't oh, see it because there's so much dust. Right. So he took off running. <laughs> yeah, so he almost he almost whacked out some poor Iraq. He just <laughs> was trying to dive Get to safety there. out of a fucking tractor. So, yeah, we went all from... Right. Do you guys want to hear yeah. that story? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I've never yeah. heard this. <clears throat> so, at the time, we had like this building that looked overlooked the Tigris River, and like directly across, like twelve o'clock, directly across, was the Iraqi Sheraton Hotel. Yep. Yes. And right next to it was the big, huge mosque, and then right next to that was this like huge park where they had like a playground. And they yep. had a soccer the Ferris field. wheel and stuff like yeah. that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, All that shit was there. So it's me, that guy you just mentioned. I'm not going to mention the name because I don't want to badmouth anybody. <laughs> And Tim, and we're up there. And by this time, we hadn't had overhead shelter on it. So it was just basically a ring of sandbags on this roof. And so we're sitting there, and it's almost lunchtime. And so Tim goes, I'm going to go down and get the MREs. So Tim, like, jumps up, and he walks down the stairs from this roof to get the MREs. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, like, all the sand, like, flies up. Like, literally, like, (laughs) it, it floated up. It floated up and covered me. And I turn around and everything behind me is like blowing up and there's like smoke and there's fire. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, that blew up right over your head. Cause he was like a few feet away from me smoking a cigarette. And he's like, it blew up right over you. And I'm like, holy, and I'm pissed at this point. So this is how stupid this was. I have a Mark 19. I've got a 50 cal. I've got you, a 240, and, and the you, first thing I grab is my M16. M16. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, this is like right there. It's so your I, common thing to go to. Is. So I grab it. I'm like, did you see anything? And he's like, I think they're over in the playground. So, man, that thing's on full auto, and I'm pulling back the trigger. And I'm like, fuck these people. I'm holding the entire playground. I don't care. <laughs> and then I'm like, as I'm pulling back on it, I'm like, who just told me that? And, you know, he had some big, tall tails. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you know, I was like, what do I do? Do I keep shooting or do I start shooting or do I like verify this one? Because they were big on like verify your targets yep. and don't oh, shoot. Yep. And yep. So I'm like, fuck. So I throw down the M16 and I grab my binoculars and I start looking and I'm like, where are they at? And he's like, they just got a vehicle drove away. So I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then my next thought is Tim because he's like down there where everything right. blew up. So I'm like, I panic. I'm like, Tim, Tim, where the fuck are you at? And Tim comes like, cruise up the stairs. He's like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, did you see that shit? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and so I get on the radio and I tell everybody, like, we're all okay. We just got hit. 
Everybody's fine. Yeah. We're good. And so everything's good. So by this time, you know, we have some lunch and everything. Well, goes down the stairs and he's talking to so-and-so. And I'm thinking, you know, this is fine because he's talking to everybody else on site. And it's all good. Well, then pretty soon, Sunquist come up there. And is like, he's losing his mind. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, we almost got smoked, man. And he's like, you didn't even shoot back. I'm like, I didn't see anything. Right. And he's like, that's not what we heard. I'm like. So that's your platoon leader and your platoon yeah. sergeant. Yeah, my platoon that's leader, like, well, my platoon sergeant. And I'm like, what? And he goes, we heard you guys watch them set up and shoot at you. And I'm like, that's bullshit. And I turned to this guy and I'm like, what the fuck did you say? And he's like, I didn't say anything. And Judge is in there. Judge is like, that's bullshit. I was with you. Yeah. You told the SEAL commander that you watched these people set up a mortar and shoot it at you. And I'm like, that fucking didn't happen at all. Yeah. And so Sunquist is like, separated us because by this time I'm yelling at <laughs> he's yelling at me. <laughs> so Sunquist like steps in front of us and steps, pulls his way and he turns to me and he's like, you're in trouble, sir. I'm like, that's fine. Fuck it. Yeah. I could be in trouble. <laughs> that's fine. Because yeah. you were E6 no. at that yeah. point, right? Yeah. 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 So I'm like, I've had an ass chewing me. So right, like, yeah. I got so plenty. I'm like, that's fine. And so they drive off and one of the SEAL guys, they found the rocket motor. And okay. it was a huge fucking rocket motor. One of those big old 105 Chinese bull fuckers. It, it looked like our HIMARS rocket launcher. Jesus. Yeah. See, it was huge. And so he took a picture of that. And I'm like, how far away did those things fly? And he's like, yeah, man, they did not set this up in that park. Yeah. This is like, this is heavy dude oh, shit. Oh, so dude's just full of shit. Oh, yeah. Okay. They just and shot so, this and left and was like, good luck. Yeah. 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 And so we get in the Humvee and we <clears> drive all the way back. And Sean is sitting there waiting for us. You know, me and friends. And he's like, hey, come over. Like went over there and he's like, just so you know, they picked that thing up on counter battery radar. It like flew 13 clicks across Baghdad. Oh, no shit. So for your boy to say that he saw it, he's got some fucking good eyesight. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm yeah. like, cool. And then I walk into our little hut there. Cause by this time we'd moved out of the Tomahawk building and <laughs> is waiting for him. over to the torture chambers. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and waiting for me. He's like, Hey, I was wrong for not finding out from you. What happened first? You were wrong for yelling at me. We're just going to call this one. It's high. <laughs> Come on. Let's see. That's what I liked about He was pretty fair about that. Yeah. He's like, yeah. you know what? Everybody fucked up. Yeah. Just... And I turned to Bert because, you know, Bert was our squad leader at the time. And I turned to Bert. And I'm like, dude, I almost shot up a fucking playground because of that dude. Right. I don't want him fucking near me anymore. Not at all. Yeah. Right. And, you know, he's like, I can't get rid of him. We've tried. He goes, <laughs> but you're right. We shouldn't put him someplace that. So we're going to put him out the gate. He's like, and I want you to keep an eye on him. And I'm like. How's that better? Yeah. yeah. Like, so from an NCO standpoint, fuck that noise. Yeah. Right. So, I'd rather have him next to me. So yeah, then me and him Screw got stuck. That. At, like, I'd rather this have gate. a I'd rather have a seven man squad and just leave him at home every day. Yeah. yeah. But like the thing that finally got that dude out of our squad was when he got hurt. Oh yeah. Because yeah, we were on site and we heard over the radios, yeah, no one got hurt, and so we all agreed that like. Nobody talks oh. to anything until, like, the media blackout. Yeah, blackout. Yep. yep, media blackout. And by this time, we had been doing it long enough. You know, we were standing down so you could leave mm-hmm. one guy home. And so the next morning, it was my turn to stay home. So everybody else gets up, and they're loading their gear, and I'm, like, fucking around. And, yeah. good. and your PT's like, yeah. Yeah, And I go out for a cigarette and is chewing into Bert. And I'm like, fuck, I know exactly. That's the first sergeant. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I know exactly what's wrong. And so get sent chewing Bert's ass. And Bert comes walking up toward me, and he's like, that fucking guy, where is he at? And I'm like, he's probably loading his shit. Let me go find him. And sure enough, 
that that night, you know, when the Ford take told his family, he's on his cell phone. He bought one of those Haji yep. phones. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. And he's talking to his wife, and he's telling her about it. Well, is in the shitter, and comes oh, out of the shitter, oh, and it's like, Roar! it's like instantly on him. Oh fuck! I was home on leave when that happened. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. I came back and was like, I heard about it. I was like, oh fuck. And and so they have this meeting, and they're either in the meeting. You know, it's like. Everybody is in the meeting, all the command and everybody. And Bert seriously tells them, he's like, you know, I'm an AGR guy. This is what I do for a living. This yeah, is how I support my family. He's like, if you fuck this up for me, I will physically hurt you. Yeah. I will physically fucking hurt you. <laughs> yeah. And Sequest goes, you know, you really shouldn't say that because this is under oath and everything. Yeah. And if you do well, under him, oath, <laughs> let me let you know. <laughs> he's like, if you actually do hurt him, then he'll come back and hold that against you because you said you're going to physically hurt him. And Bert's like, I mean I don't it. fucking care. Yeah, that's right. Like, I don't care. And so they no, moved I him. want this on. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so they pulled him out and they put him in headquarters and that's how we got. Okay. But that makes sense. But he's yeah, like, a, he's an officer now. Right. Uh, he's now out. He was an officer. Yeah. So he was a platoon leader on the 0910 deployment. Yeah, yeah that's and right. There's some dudes who can tell you some stories. Yeah. Well, but it doesn't seem I guess like, I'll bleep his name out too. It seems like <laughs> some of those guys <laughs> got put there like, what, he had the guy that drug his handgun down the road and shot the Humvee tires. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I know exactly who that is. You know, so saying, he was in my platoon for I, a minute. But those I'm, are the guys like, you're like, them. okay, these guys all need, it's like a the, special they'd, they'd wind unit. Up, like, Eagle eye. He was in headquarters. Yes. They get yeah. pushed over to headquarters. Dude, platoon, he was a, no, he was, he was he headquarters was a, already. Yeah. yeah but we started on, in second platoon. Yeah, he did. He was in actual platoon. So, 0910, he was the Gator driver water refiller guy. Yeah. They didn't <laughs> let him in anything tactical. <laughs> but like, like, how do you he, shoot so your own home? Thankfully, tire? though, it was a like it became a policy in our unit that if you were carrying an M9, it had to be on a lanyard. Yeah. Right. Because if you dropped it, like we didn't want to lose a gun. So if you're carrying a handgun, you got to have it on a lanyard. Thank God he had it. So they go to the loading. Like you had a loading barrel, you had a clearing barrel. To this when day, I don't when know you'd, how. When you'd roll out, it's it's from buying a cheap holster. holster. Yeah. He bought one of those, I don't know if he got it at Trader Joe's. <laughs> well, back in the day, like, that was there before. Wasn't, there right. wasn't a whole lot of really good options. Yeah, right? you like had Blackhawk, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you had Blackhawk. Ranger Hawk, Joe's. There, there, was some, there was some service oh, yeah. stuff that Ranger was out Joe's. there that was okay. Like, Safari Land had some stuff going on that was okay. Yeah, but, but you're buying, like, if you're getting on eBay like, at the time. was buying, like, a $5, yeah. like, it was a cloth holster. Okay. Right? Like the ones honest. you'd buy at the Haji Market. Yeah, yeah. he bought it at the Haji Market for a dollar or something. Yeah. There you go. So, right, so. Um, he basically, the unit's rolling out on a convoy. This dude goes up to the loading barrel, loads his M9, drops it in his holster, misses, and gets into the driver's seat of his Humvee. <laughs> and this fucking thing is like... Dragging. Like, it's like Napoleon Dynamite where he's dragging the fucking wrestling figure on the <laughs> rope at the end. Of it. Like, he's dragging his fucking M9 down the road long enough for it to finally wear down in enough parts that it fucking goes off. And it, if I'm not mistaken, blows out the tire. Yeah, shot, yeah. The, shot, the, shot the tire. tire. So, yeah. so, so what had happened was he didn't miss his holster. He put it in the holster, but it doesn't secure anything because it's oh, just yeah. a big flappy piece of shit. <laughs> it just falls out as And so when in. he was getting in... When he's getting in and he's lifting that leg up, yeah, and his leg comes horizontal, it yeah. just fell out of his <laughs> shitty holster. Yeah, and lo oh. and behold, fucking gun goes off, shoots a hole through the tire, and then the convoy's got to fucking stop to repair the tire because <laughs> that was before. And the once they figure flat, it out, yeah. yeah, yeah, once they figure out what's going on, he's in deep shit. But 
I mean, like any deployment, all that shit happened. Sort all sorts of shit, like weapons getting left in the fucking. Plus, I told like if you have a negligent discharge in the barrel, you're getting demoted. But you had an E7, did it seven fucking times. <laughs> a platoon sergeant broke yeah. eight chairs. I was going to say he's the one that had yes. like like three confirmed chair kills. Right? Yes. Hey, so, in, in my defense, I killed six cots. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you're just a big dude. Dude, yeah. the, the, he's the, way more compact. The, yeah. state, <laughs> the, the state sergeant major had to bring one from Cabela's. He bought one of those. Oh, the king super size, king. Yeah, yeah. the outfitter were, cots. Right, right. I broke two of those, too. Because how tall are you? Uh, I've shrunk. I'm only 6'4". Yeah, but oh, then my. you were what? Oh, I was still 6'4", probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're just a Went, big... I remember... Well, jumping out of airplanes compacts your spine. Oh, yeah, that right. all happened before. So I remember meeting you at Fort Dix. Like, that's the first time that I met you. You weren't in Charlie, not in my unit. And, you know, there's, like, the smokers area where all the fucking Joes go to smoke. He'd like, you want to learn the hot news? Go, go hang out with there. the fucking E3s and E4s at the fucking smoking pit. You're going to hear the hot ticket news of the day. Well, and I'd had my sham shield long enough. I knew better. And that's what, <laughs> so I got out there and like, that's when I met you, you know, we like kind of introduced ourselves and, uh, was like, this dude knows his shit about the way that the army works. Like you were prior service, active duty. Like I remember having a conversation with you very early on about grand zero and nine 11 mm-hmm. talking about that shit. And I was like, holy shit, dude, I've respect the fuck out of this guy just because he's he's chewed more dirt than me you know but instantly i was like that's a big motherfucker like i definitely am gonna go make friends with that guy or just stay the fuck out of his way the the irony is i lost all my weight before iraq yeah yeah so like when i got to iraq i was like dude i'm gonna sweat off so much weight i'm gonna come back looking stout and i didn't lose shit yeah That's that's so funny because you know we were all going to the, like the younger guys. We're going to the gym all the time because we had nothing else to dude, do. Oh, fuck, yeah. dude. So we'd like go down to the fucking PX. Like Johnny was fucking jacked. Yeah, I gained thirty five pounds on that deployment. Yeah, just fucking. Well, that's beef. how Brant got into bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah. no, because he that- petered off and then got into beer. Like, <laughs> which is kind of what I'm in the well, middle the, of the, right the now. The irony, like, he looks really great. I give him shit all the time because uh, he's like, what should I work out today? I'm like, legs, chicken fight. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives me shit about that. He's like, oh, you act. All right. Man, that one was a lot of fun. So this is going to be the end of part one from episode eight of my interview with Sean Jason, Blair, and Johnny. Uh, all the guys from my old unit. Not all of them, just a few of them. I really appreciate those guys coming over. So everybody stay tuned because episode two, part two, sorry, episode nine, which would be part two of this interview, will be coming out next week. Make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Drives us up the charts in their funky algorithm. Find us on Podbean at www.thedoorduppodcast.podbean.com. Also, check us out on Instagram at The Door Up Podcast. Find all our information there and get info on episodes. Make sure you come back. Everybody out there, stay safe, stay frosty. We'll see you on the next one.